We're going to analyze the end of the Mishnah today, uh, where it sums up and says the common denominator between all four of the Avot is that it's their way to cause damage. There are dangerous things, and you're responsible to watch it. And if it causes damage, then you are liable. So these are this is an extra whole sentence. Like Basically, we knew this already, that these are dangerous items. So what is this coming to add that we wouldn't know otherwise? If you want to tell me that the common denominator between all the four avot is that they are dangerous, well, since I know that already, it must be that this, this phrase is coming to add something that I wouldn't know otherwise. Therefore, what we're looking for is something that doesn't fit neatly into any one of the categories, because then it would just be part of that category. It has to be something that I can only derive from a combination of two of the avot, and I need this common denominator in order to teach this new thing that otherwise I might think does not fit into just one of the categories. So that's the question for today. We're going to present four answers. First one, Amar Abaye. Latuye avno sakino o masao shenichan beroshka go venaflu beruach mesuya vihizikum. This is coming to include, let's say I had a stone or a knife or a load, some, you know, something, um, and I put it on top of a roof. And then a regular wind, not if it's a big wind, and that then it's like, wow, I wasn't expecting that, but a regular common wind comes and they fall off the roof, pushes it off the roof, and it causes damage in some way. That's what we're coming to add, that case, that I am liable. Now we have to ask further, what exactly did Abaye mean with this case? If it causes damage while it's moving, in other words, the wind pushes it off, and then while it's falling off the building, it hits someone on the head down below, well, that will be the same as fire. Just like fire, there's another force that is involved in causing the damage, meaning the wind, that pushes and spreads the fire and it belongs to you and you are responsible for safeguarding it this case also of the stone that's on the roof um it, it has a wind that's another force that caused that that is added to the mix of causes for that it fell off i put it there in a precarious place but then the wind added to that and pushed it off, and it's mine, and I am responsible for safeguarding it. So this would be exactly the same as esh, right? Again, oh, these are all avot, these are categories. Esh doesn't only mean fire, it means anything that has these same characteristics. So if it falls on someone's head on its way down, and so it's causing damage while it's moving, that's exactly the same as fire. I don't need uh, anything else to uh, in, to be in, I don't need to add that, I don't need an extra phrase in the Mishnah to add that case, because that's obviously already are included in fire. So rather, it must be that uh, something pushed it off the roof and it fell on the floor. And now they have the stone that's on the floor and someone trips over it after it comes to rest. That's already not like fire. Um, but uh, what is it like? Well, if I made it hefked, I made it ownerless, right? This thing, I put it on the roof, it fell down. I said, I don't care about this stone. It's not mine. Anybody can come take it. Well, if I make it hefked, then both according to Rav and Shemuel, this would be the same as a board. A board doesn't only mean um, something that's a pit in the ground, but any stumbling block that has this in common. 
עשייתו לנזק וממונך ושמירתן עליך, הנהנה מתחילתן עשייה לנזק וממונך ושמירתן עליך. What's distinctive about a pit is that it's dangerous from the moment you make it. The moment you dig a hole in the street, it's already danger a dangerous thing. And it belongs to you and you're responsible to safeguard it. And this also, um, it's dangerous from the beginning, from the second it falls there. This is a dangerous stumbling block in the street. And it you uh, it, it belongs to you, and uh, even though you made it afkir, but still you know this you put it there, so um, you are responsible for safeguarding it. It was yours, and you can't just give it up and say, well, I don't care about it. You're the one that caused this dangerous thing to be there. So then, so if it's if you made it hefked, then it's the same as board, and we already know that it would be included in the category of board. I don't need an extra sentence in the Mishnah to teach us this. Ela de lafkirinu. Rather, it must be that I didn't make it hefked. It's some item that falls down. My knife. It's a special knife I have that that I want, and I put it on the roof, and the, and the, and the wind blew it off. But I want the knife. It must be it's uh, that I want it there. Well, fine. According to Rav, this would not be a problem because Rav thinks that a stumbling block that I that I put in the in um, in the common thoroughfare that I keep ownership uh, on that that is the same as shor, and so that I would actually need a combination of shor and bod to learn that. So according to Rav, that's fine. This we we have no problem. But according to Shemuel. If, uh, even if I don't make it hefked, we already said everyone agrees if I make it ownerless, then it's the same as a board. According to Shemuel, even if I don't make it ownerless, we learn everything just from board, and so this is the same as board. I don't need short also to come and tell me that uh, this is liable. And therefore, this is still not a good answer according to Shemuel because it's included easily into the category of board, and I don't need two things to teach it to me. So we answer, Le'olam da'afkirinu. Okay, we'll go, go back to what we just said, that it's a case where it fell off the roof, uh, a wind pushed it off the roof, it fell on the floor, and then it's just a rock, and I don't care, I made it ownerless. And this case is not exactly the same as Bor. Because you could argue that a Bor um, harms someone by itself, not with the force of something else, meaning there's no wind if there's a, a, I dig a pit there. That's dangerous in and of itself. And then if an animal falls into it, it even without a wind, it just will fall in by itself. That's why I'm liable. But in this case, it's because there's also something else. It's true. I put it precariously on the roof, but uh, the, and then the wind came. So maybe I would say in this case, uh, it's because of the wind that put it on the on the floor. I shouldn't be liable. So uh, um, it's not really comparable to board. Now we say No, but if I bring in fire, fire will prove that even though there's another force that causes that that combines to cause the damage, I am still liable. Uh, yeah, but if I had fire by itself, that wouldn't be enough. Because fire moves. It goes on, on its own. It spreads and causes damage, which is not true of a board. A board just stays in place. So, okay, a board will prove that even though it doesn't move, uh, just stays in place, still I'm liable, and we bring these two together. In other words, this case of a knife or a rock that I put on the roof and a wind comes and pushes it off, lands on the floor, and then someone comes and trips on it, 
this is I would need. I wouldn't be able to learn it just from board by itself, nor from fire by itself, because it has a combination of two different parts. Um, I can only derive that this case would be liable from a combination of the common denominators of board and esh. And so this is what the last line in the Mishnah is coming to include, that the common denominator is that these are dangerous things, and that's coming to include this case that I wouldn't know from any one of them. That's answer number one. Second answer, Rava Amar. is coming to include a pit, in this case, not literally a pit, but a stumbling block that is rolled around by the feet of people or by the hooves of animals. In other words, I put something in the in, in the, a stumbling block, could be anything, a knife, a rock, a suitcase, and I put it in the street. And then a person comes and pushes it out, pushes it or kicks it, or an animal comes and kicks it, and then it causes damage after that. After I, I put, It's true, I put it there. And I would be liable just for a board if someone uh, um, uh, tripped on it right then. But after I put it there, something else happened to it. So then maybe it's that animal's fault or that other guy's fault who kicked it to another position. So hechidame. What exactly is the case according to Rava? If I made it ownerless, well, that's the same as board. I put the board there. I'm, uh, I put this item there, but I made it ownerless. That's the same as board, and obviously I am liable. And I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't need the extra words in the Mishnah to teach me this. It's like board because it has the same fundamental character. That just like board, it's dangerous from the first, from the beginning that when it's made, and um, I'm responsible uh, to safeguard it. This also is dangerous from the first time I, uh, moment I put it there. It's dangerous and. Um, it's uh, and I have to safeguard it. So that can't be the, the case where I make it ownerless because then that would be obvious. So maybe I didn't make it Efker, but that, that wouldn't work according to Shemuel again because Shemuel says, even if I don't make it Efker, and I put some stumbling block in the middle of the street, that's also from board, even if I own it. So I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't need an extra line. I would know this from board. So we go back and say, in fact, it's a case where I do make it hefker. Um, I actually would not be able to derive it only from a pit because in a pit, it's my doing only. I went and I dug the pit, and that's what caused this dangerous item to be in the street. An animal fell into it. There, I'm responsible. But in this case, where it's true, I put it in the street over here on this side, but then an animal came and kicked it over to that side. I didn't put it in that new spot. Um, my uh, my uh, action did not directly cause the damage. I can blame it on the animal that pushed it to the new spot where someone tripped on it. Um, so just from board, I wouldn't be able to derive it. But if I bring in shod, shod yochiach, 
an ox causes damage uh, without my direct effect, right? It's not like I, I, I did, I, I mean, I, I let it loose and didn't safeguard it, but then it went on its own and it went and gored something. And so you see from Shard that it's not, it's not definitive. I'm still liable even if um, I didn't do a thing directly. So that is uh, sim more similar to a, um, a stone that is kicked, right? I put it there and then some, something kicked it over there and I'm still liable. Just like short, even though I let go of it here and it went over there and did damage, I am still liable. So I can prove from short. And we say, hold on, short by itself also would not be good. The nature of an ox is that it walks around and causes damage. That's not the nature of a of a of a suitcase that I put in one place. It doesn't walk around by itself only if something kicks it. So I might have said I would be liable for a short because I should know that if I don't want to safeguard it. It's going to walk around by itself, but I maybe I wouldn't be liable for a suitcase that doesn't move by itself. So that's why I need board to teach me that, because a board board tochiach, even though board doesn't move, it just stays in place. Yet I am I'm still liable. Um, but a board by itself also I, I cannot derive from, as we said before. And so we uh, we keep going round and round, and we go back to the other one, and and we go back and forth, and then we realize that the uh, the limitations of each of uh, each law cancel each other out and the common denominator between them is that these are dangerous things and it doesn't matter that the fact that a shard is something that moves by itself and it doesn't matter that the board is caused by my direct action and, and in this case there's something else that combines right because each of those is not the essential factor of causing liability because each one uh, one one doesn't have that feature that the other one does and so if i put them together uh pit and ox then I can do two of them together. I can learn about this case of the item that I put in one place, and then something kicks it over to the other side. Um, that would want, I would be liable. Doesn't fit neatly into either category, and that's why I need the two the common denominator of two categories to learn it. That's what this extra line in the Mishnah is adding. Now the third answer. This added statement in our Mishnah is coming to add the following case in the Braita, where it says that people who open up their gutters or flush out their caves. These are two cases where someone's basically taking out the garbage and putting it in the public domain. Uh, the gutters, this would be human waste and whatever other waste is in the house, and you just throw it into the street, into the gutter. Or if you're, you're in a cave and things are bad-smelling bad, bad water that gets uh, stored up in the cave and I throw it out, um, as I, is that allowed? Well, it depends. If it's the summertime, I'm not allowed because in the summer it doesn't rain. So if I put garbage in the street, it's going to stay there and stink and, peop and, uh, and people are going to uh, step on it and trip over it. It's not allowed. However, during the rainy season and the winter where it normally rains, so then the rain will come and push all that sewage water uh, down, uh, uh, d d down out of the city. And that's fine because I know it's going to, even if it doesn't rain today, it'll rain tomorrow, it'll rain soon. So then I am permitted to put my garbage out there. Now, even though it's permitted, if someone does get damaged from it, 
I do have to pay, right? So even though even though it's the it's the winter time and it's gonna rain, and I put my sewage out there, and someone comes and slips on it, trips on it, um, and and it causes them damage, I still have to pay, even though I I had permission to do it, but it's kind of like at your own risk. Um, whereas in the summer, you really you're not even allowed to do it. In the winter, you're doing it, but it's at your own risk. That's the case I was coming to talk about. Now let's clarify. If the person got damaged as I was throwing it out, I'm taking this stuff here from my house and I throw it out the window. And as it as I throw it out, it lands on someone's head and causes them damage. Then, well, that's my direct action. That's just Adam, right? That's Mavre. Uh, according to Rav, according to Shmuel, Adam appears in the in the next um, uh, Mishnah. Uh, so that's just Koach uh, Adam. That would not. I don't need a special category, a special line in the Mishnah to include that. Matter must be that after it landed on the ground, I took the sewage in my house, I threw it on the ground, it landed, and then someone tripped on it. Hechidam, and that was the case. If I made it ifked, I don't care about it, ownerless. Well then. And that's the same as board, and so I wouldn't need an extra line to teach it. The common denominator, just like a board, it's dangerous from the beginning, and it's mine, and um, I, I'm, I'm, I have, I'm responsible to safeguard it. And these things also, from the moment you put it there, it's uh, it's something that's dangerous, and it's my property, and I am. I'm responsible to safeguard it. So that would be obvious that such a case I would be liable. So maybe it's a case where I didn't make it ownerless, but again, that doesn't help because according to Shemuel, we learn everything from Bor, whether it's whether it's Efked or not Efked. So it'll still be under the category of Bor. So you know what? It's really, I did not make it ownerless. And it's not the same as bor because making a pit in the middle of the street is not allowed. Besides the fact that I'm responsible, it's also not allowed. So maybe there I'm responsible, I'm liable because I wasn't allowed to dig a pit. But here, if it's the rainy season, I am permitted to make it. So you might think that if I'm permitted to make it, uh, then I would not be liable. So therefore, I could not learn this just from the category of bar. So we answer, well, shor yochiach, shor, I'm not allowed to, uh, I am allowed to uh, send, uh, have a shor in the public domain. That's okay. Um, there's no pro- prohibition from uh, from walking my ox in the middle of public domain. And yet, if it goes and gores someone, I am responsible. So I could learn this case of sewage that I put in the street with permission, I am liable, just like Shod that I bring in the street with permission, I am liable. So can I just learn it from Shod? No, not just from Shod. A Shod moves around, it's a live being, and it goes around and causes damage. Not true with sewage that I just put on the ground, it doesn't move by itself. So but a board doesn't move and I am liable. So I can't learn from any one of them, short by itself or board by itself, but the combination of the two 
the uh, uh, the common denominators um, are the same as the sewage case, and therefore I can learn only from them together. And so that's what the Mishnah is coming and saying. Listen, there are four categories, but there's also yet another case that I could not learn from any one of the four categories, but I can learn from a combination of two of them. That was the third answer, and now the fourth and final answer. This is Mishnah. And Baba if I have a wall or a tree in my property and then it falls down into the public domain. And while it's in public domain, before I get a chance to clean it up, someone comes and trips on it and uh, is uh, is uh, hurt, is injured. Patur, I am patur, because uh, what can I do? Uh, you know, it just fell. It fell uh, just an hour ago. I didn't get a chance to pick it up. So, you know, be careful for be careful for, for a while. I am not liable. However, If someone noticed that the tree was already uh, wobbling and the uh, or the the uh, wall was shaky and the betin came and gave me a time and said listen you have to go and fix your that tree or that wall by a certain deadline you have uh, one week to do it and then it falls within the week and injures someone patur because the deadline didn't come up yet i had a week to do it and uh, okay i was i'm working on it uh, that's okay but if the deadline passed the betting says you have to do it by week and i was lazy and i didn't do it and then it fell after the week and causes damage then i am liable this is the law today also, you know, with like trees, public trees or someone else's tree. If you report that it's a, it's a, it's a shaky tree and then it falls and causes damage, then the owner of the tree is liable. Um, but if you don't report it, then the owner can say, well, I had no idea. It was just a tree. It was not my fault. I didn't know it was going to fall. Okay. Now, what is the case? This is what Avinah says. This is, this is what it's adding. But let's see. If the owner of the wall says, I, I declare all the stones of the wall ownerless. The, the tree branches that fell ownerless. Well, then that would be the same as board, and that would be obvious that one is liable. Well, regarding a board, the distinctive characteristic is that it causes death. It's common for it to cause damage, and you're responsible. And these also, it's common for something that falls in the middle of the street, it's going to cause damage, and I am responsible. So then I wouldn't need the extra line in the Mishnah to teach me that, because if it's nicely under the category of board. And if I didn't make it on a list, then according to Shmuel, that's still in, within the category of board, and I won't need an, extra, need an extra line. And so the answer is, So maybe it's in fact that I did make it hefker, and it's not quite the same as a board. I wouldn't be able to learn it from the board, because... A board at its outset is already a dangerous thing, right? From the second that you dig a board, it's already dangerous. Something, someone might come fall in it. But in these cases, they were not originally dangerous. When I first built the wall or planted the tree, it was very safe. It was totally fine. Over time, it got eroded and became dangerous. So therefore, I could not learn from board by itself because a board is originally dangerous, and that's why I'm liable. But they're here where it was not not it was not dangerous at the beginning. Maybe I would say I'm not liable. So I really can't learn it from board by itself. So maybe I could learn it from an ox by itself. Shor yochiach because a shor is not. A 
immediately dangerous at the outset. Um, is mo most uh, most oxen are okay. It's just oh, then it, uh, it goes and gores. Now I see it's dangerous. Um, so and yet I am liable. So this is more similar to this case of the wall that falls. So can I learn it from Shor by itself? No. A Shor moves around and goes out, goes out and causes damage, right? Whereas a tree doesn't move, a wall doesn't move. Um, it's just uh, the, the pieces of the wall of the wall that are on the floor, they just are uh, sitting there. So maybe I'm only responsible for an ox because it goes out and does damage, and I wouldn't be responsible for the fallen tree or fallen wall that doesn't move around. But I'm liable in a, in a board, even though that's a stationary item. So I can't learn it from short or board by itself, but if I, if I bring them together, then the common denominator that they are things that cause damage does apply to this case, and that is the last and final answer. So that's four answers to the um, uh, last section of the Mishnah that says the common denominator is that they are all dangerous. Why do you tell me the common denominator? To teach me cases where I couldn't, I would not be able to learn it from any one of the Avot by themselves, but only from a common denominator between two of them. Now the Mishnah in the next line says, Kishezik Chav Hamazik. When it causes damage, the owner, the one that causes the damage, is liable. The owner of that item is liable. We ask about the language. Chav Hamazik, Chayav Hamazik What's this unusual language, Chav? We usually have say Chayav all over the Mishnah. Chayav. What's Chav? explains that the author of this of this Mishnah, or at least the section of the Mishnah, is from Yerushalayim, and he uses light, concise formula as they use in Yerushalayim. So that means that this Mishnah is from a different place than most of the Mishnah is. Uh, so most of the Mishnah is likely from the Galilee. That's where the Biudah Nasi lived. That's where the Amoraim from the fourth and fifth generations lived. Because after the Bar Kochva revolt, which was during the time of Rabbi Akiva, he's in the third generation of Tanaim, uh, the Romans said, no more Jews are allowed to live in Yerushalayim. If we let them live there, they're going to just rebel again. And so they kicked all the Jews out of Yerushalayim and Judea. So they had to live in the north. So that's why most of the Mishnah was uh, composed by Tanaim, who lived in the north and spoke Galilean Hebrew, and over there they said Hayav. But this particular tan Mishnah comes from a Tana who lived in Yerushalayim. It might mean just in, in Judea. Uh, it could be somewhere somewhere near the south, maybe Lod um, uh, or Yavne. And uh, that's where this comes from. And when we uh, transmit the the um, the tradition, we transmit it precisely, and we don't update the the language from Hav to Hayav. So this is a great example of using language as a hint to, to be able to see that there are uh, to find the different sources that make it into the final Mishnah. The next part of the Mishnah says, Leshalem Tashlume Nezek. The items, uh, the four Avot, what they have all in common is that one has to pay restitution for the damage. Let's elaborate on that. When the Pasuk says, let's look at the Pasuk inside, one causes damage to someone else's property. It says the word Sadeh here, that's going to come up in a minute. He has to pay from the 
uh, top quality of his field or the top quality of his of his vineyard. So uh, what does that mean, the top quality of whose vineyard? It says his. So the Bishmael says it's the top quality of the injured party um, so that uh, we look at the injured party and see all the things that he has. And if he has this uh, top quality, uh, lower quality and higher quality, so the liable party has to pay the um, amount that he has to pay the amount of the top quality of the injured party, right? Whatever is his best. No, the pasuk comes to tell to tell us that you have to collect from the best land of the liable party, right? You collect for the nizak for the one that got the damage. From so, if I caused, if my ox caused you damage, then I look at what's my best quality land, and I have to pay from that high, highest quality land. That's true for damages, and all the more so is true for Ekdesh. If I say I'm going to donate uh, one uh, square uh, uh, um, acre for two, one acre to uh, the Beit Hamikdash, I have to give it them my best land, not my worst land. All the more so. Now. That's the two opinions. Let's analyze. According to Bishmel, what's the logic? Let's say my ox went and uh, and uh, and ate from the best part of your land. Let's say uh, you know your top quality grapes. So then it makes sense. I have to take. I have to pay for your top quality grapes. That makes sense that I would have to look at your top quality. But what doesn't make sense is, let's say my ox went and got and ate your low quality vineyard. Low quality. I have to still pay the value of your uh, of damage as if it were done to your high quality grapes. Why don't I pay for the low quality grapes that my animal ate? What, what, how would it make any, what would be the logic that I would have to pay your best even if my ox destroyed your worst. So Ravidi Baravin says, you're right. If for sure I know my ox went and got your bad grapes, I only have to pay the value of the bad grapes. But rather, what Rabbi Ishmael was talking about when he said in the Machloket with Rabbi Akiva was where I went and ate in your garden. My ox went and had something in your garden. Uh, some garden among all your gardens, and I don't know if it was the bad one or the, or the, big, or the good one. The one that had uh, small, uh, withered out vegetables or the one that had nice, big, fat vegetables. And so since I'm not sure, that's why I have to pay the best one. So if I know I, that I, my animal ate your, your uh, uh, skinny grapes, then I only have to pay for, for the value of your skinny grapes. But if I'm not sure, that's when Abishmael says I have to pay from your, the best of what you have. Because maybe it may, maybe uh, it ate that from the best. Ravan said, sorry, but that answer doesn't make any sense. Once you agree that when we know that my ox ate your bad grapes, I only have to pay the value of the bad grapes. So then in a case where I'm not sure if it was the bad grapes or the good grapes, should I have to pay for the, the value of good grapes? We have a rule. That's the rule across the board. Uh, if you can prove that my ox ate your good grapes, then, yes, then I'll, eat, then I'll pay for your, great, your good grapes. But 
as long as we're not sure, so it's the burden of proof is on the one who wants to get paid. That's the Nizak here wants to get paid. Why, according to the Bishmael, would I have to pay for the best grapes if I'm not sure? In fact, Rabbi Ishmael is talking about a different case where the best uh, land of the victim is equal in value to the worst land of the one that causes the damage. Um, and so that's why, according to the Bishmael, I have to, uh, uh, my worst land is I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay my worst land, in fact. But that's equivalent to your best land. So that. Um, uh, that, 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 Bishmel says, I have to pay the best of your land. The best of your land happens to be the same as the worst of my land, so I can give you the worst of my land, and that's still the best of your land, and then you're, you're, you should be totally happy, because right, that's the maximum damage that you're getting paid for. Rabbi Akiva says, I have to pay from the best of my land, even if your your best land is not as good as my best land. In fact, my worst land is is the equal in value to your best land. I still have to pay my best. That's Rabbi Akiva. Now, my Tamad Rabbi Ishmael, Nemar Sadeh Lemata, Nemar Sadeh Lemaala, Mar Sadeh Hamur Lemaala Denizak, Av Sadeh Hamur Lemata Denizak. Rabbi Ishmael says, I can prove it simply from the pasuk. It says the word Sadeh twice. In the first half of it, Yavis Sadeh Ocherim. The first two times here, it's obviously talking about the field of the nizak, right, of the victim, that my animal goes and grazes in your land. So we have to continue the same meaning. Metav sadehu, the word sadehu here, has to mean the same uh, field, the same owner as the field before. So just like here it's the field of the victim, so too here it's the field of the victim. So therefore I have to pay. The best of your land. Um, it's my ox and, and, and your land. I have to pay the best of your land. Now, if the worst of my land is equal in value to the best of your land, I, then I only have to pay the worst of my land. I just have to pay the best of your land. And that's consistent with the Sadeh, whose Sadeh we were talking about in the first half of the Pasu continues with the rest. Rabbi Akiva says, no, it's a disjunction. The first, you're right, the first Sadeh and the second Sadeh is talking about the Sadeh that was caused, that was damaged, the Sadeh of the victim. But then it says here, it's talking about paying, Yeshalem. So it's the Sadeh who, the pronoun of his Sadeh and his vineyard is the one who's paying. It shifts in pronoun. Um, it's because that's, look at the context, Yeshalem. So therefore, it's the best of the payer uh, is what he has to pay, right? Now, Rabbi Ishmael, how he has to account also for the simple reading of Rabbi Akiva. Look at this um, uh, for a change. Rabbi Akiva is following the simple, literal Peshat meaning, but uh, while Rabbi Akiva is uh, doing a gezerah shava, right, from the first half to the second half of the pasuk. Usually, Rabbi Ishmael is the one that says, But here's the switcheroo. Okay, but Rabbi Ishmael says, yes, you're right. I recognize that there is a gezerah shava, but there's also the simple reading of the mikra, and I'm going to read the pasuk on both levels, right? So both of them have something to teach. The gezerah shava is what Rabbi Ishmael said, that the sadeh is of the victim, so you have to pay the value of the best, Field of the victim. 
That's the Gezerah Shavan. That's his opinion. Ahanikeda, the simple reading that you said to be Ishmael, also has value to me. Kegon te'it le'ed lamazik edit veziburit, veedit lanizak, veziburit lamazik lashavyak edit denizak, dem shalem le memetav dideh. Let's say, for example, there's a case where the uh, perpetrator has good land and bad land. And the victim also also has good land. Now, the bad land of the perpetrator is not equal to the good land of the nizak. Um, all right, unlike the case we uh, we were talking about before, let's say there's a different case where both the mazik and the nizak have good la good land and bad land, and um, right, and uh, the bad land of the pay one has to pay is not as good as the good best land of the victim. In that case, even Bishmael would agree. In that case, the um, payer has to pay from his own best land, right? Because even though according to Bishmael, we learn from Gezerah Shavah that you have to pay from the best land of the victim. Well, here, that, that principle is still true. And the best land of the victim happens to be also equivalent to the best land of the payer. It's not enough for the payer to pay from his worst land because uh, the victim has land that's better than the worst land of the payer. So then the payer has to pay from his best land. Because then the payer cannot say to the victim, come take from my lowest land. That's good enough for you. He can't say that because the victim has high, higher level land. So in that case, he has to pay from the best. And in such a case, the Peshat reading of the best land of the payer will be true. Because in that case, the best land of the payer, Sadehu, would happen to be equal to the best land of the victim, which was uh, the what was damaged in the first place. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.